you're an idiot because you, you just stop walking the path like the for sure route. They want the fast <laughs> route. I want the for sure route. Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling, a weekly podcast for creatives about the creative process. Learn how to finish what you start, ship your work, and build a business without being the loudest on the block. Less Less noise, noise, more. (sighs) Today, we talk about productivity, energy, sales, and swords with superhuman salesman, Ben Byrne. I was like, yeah, got to get you on the podcast. Got to have a conversation about the the crazy ecosystem that has been, from what I've seen, of freaking <laughs> discipline and sales and swords and everything else that I don't even have a clue I about. I also have a knife. And a knife, yeah. I think you have a <laughs> what weapon. What are you in- doing over there this morning, man? <laughs> you know, I'm just training. I-, I had this video that I just recorded. I... I- my, uh, I, I work with this guy named JK Molina and for some reason he sent all, I, I coach his clients in sales. So he sent all the coaches swords, katanas. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to use this on a watermelon and I'm going to turn it into <laughs> Yeah. A hundred percent. But yeah. Yeah. I like to walk the line between discipline and, and chaos. Cause if you're too far on the side of life kind of gets, you don't innovate, you don't get, you know, uh, it's, I like that. It's like banks of a river, you know? I'm going yeah. to Costa Rica next next week, uh, so I'm super disciplined. I have like crazy routines. I I, I don't miss them ever. I try not to. Yeah. So I'm up at two forty. I'm like I do like a hundred burpees in one set. I record all this, put it on my Instagram. Uh, I do a lot of like reading, making content, doing like two videos a day every single day on on Instagram for about a year. Uh, I do a lot of things every single day, like tracking macros, working out. All this shit. But next week I'm going to Costa Rica just to go climb like this crazy hike with Solbra doing the uh, climbing like the, the tallest mountain in Costa Rica. It's like 40 kilometers through the jungle. I was like, damn, damn. like this is going to be crazy. Yeah. You know, I got to wow. inject a little chaos every now and then. For sure. Yeah. Mix it up. That's okay. So I'm, I'm happy we're having this conversation because Bill and I are kind of on the other end of the spectrum. And like the podcast is called The Subtle Art of Not Yelling. And it's kind of like, you know, building a business and brand and and stuff like that. And it's very much so in a way of like, for me and for us, like sustainable, slower, you know, a little more on the introverted side, you know, we don't want to like be shouting so much. So I'm interested to kind of hear, especially I saw, I read somewhere that you used to be like a hardcore introvert. Yeah. I wrote a book called Introverted Selling Secrets. Yeah. How did you get from there to now? I would say you're probably not so much an introvert. No, I I try to show as much as I can online. Not like nudity or something like that. But <laughs> I try to put my, my full personality out there. Like whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is like the best type of content. Because the way I see it, especially on Instagram, I wish Twitter had brought back their story features, but... Uh, that's my favorite feature with Instagram. It's like people, they start watching you. Like I only have, I think four or 500. Yeah, I got 500. But if I go to my stories, every single story has like 200 views. It's like pretty good engagement. 
And it's because the way I think about my stories is in like building my brand. Like it's uh, it's like a reality TV show. It's like, oh, what's Ben going to do today? It's always kind of the same thing. It's like if you watch, uh, I don't know, what's another reality, like a Survivor or something like that. It's, it's kind of like always the same idea there or like Big Brother or something. Like they're going to do some type of event today. There's, so there's like, there's a mix. It hits different parts of the brain. It's like there's a consistency part, but also novelty, like, Cause I like, I, sometimes I'm dropping wisdom. Sometimes I'm just doing crazy stuff. Sometimes I'm posting memes. So it's like all these, like, like, it's like just enough randomness where people start watching and, you know, start like, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I get people like messaging me like, dude, like I can't stop watching your stories. It's definitely, um, I, I see that it, it is, uh, it has an attractiveness to it that, that pulls you in. There's storytelling. There's like, transparency there's humor there's honesty there's um a lot of a lot of that but yeah you, it is like a show in the sense you know what you're gonna get macro and but then what, but then yes. the micro is like that's just it yeah the mystery of it um and that's so, so introvert you asked me how did i go from yeah 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 how do you get yeah. from introvert to to showing oh all God. your crazy stuff on instagram every day <laughs> like shopping a watermelon <laughs> the, like, the, did you guys see this tweet? I, I put it on my story. It's like me chopping the watermelon. I was like, yeah. it's like, it's, what are you, <laughs> like, what you're doing? In all your... my friends at 35, yeah. like homeowners, settle down, married with kids. You know, they have a 401k or something. They probably pay their taxes. Me at 35, just like I just chopped a watermelon. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> Different then, paths. Like a lot of people like that because they're like, haha, like. It's like they have one up on you. It's like, ah, you're kind of a loser. You're, you're a weirdo. So I got like a ton of people sharing that, but it's also really hilarious. And there's like a lot of different things going on in that video. Like my friend was like, dude, you're like, you're like ripped. And like, you're like, you're wearing these like nice shoes and stuff. But at the same time, you're like, it's like super compelling because it's like it's slow motion. And, you know, it's like different scenes. And there's like, there's like epic music that I put to it on, on Instagram. It's like, I wanted to put like a movie trailer. Like I was going to wear, I was going to, I had the crazy idea of doing like a like a, a terrorist style execution video, oh, man. but like that might be too crazy. Yeah, that, that might that might have gotten flagged in some way. Yeah, so like I went to school for engineering so that I would never have to do sales. I would never have to do anything that I'm doing now. And that was around when I was 25, so 10 years ago. Uh, like I remember being, my God, like, <laughs> but, like I grew up in like a rough part of the city like kind of in the hood and i like I was like just a scared kind of kid like nervous i remember like I, I moved to this new city i lived in the country until i was seven and i didn't like you know i had friends and stuff but when i moved to the city i brought a knife the first day of school and i got like kicked out but this this girl came and she's like somehow she knew where i lived she's like hey ben you want to walk to school with me i was like ah i just like slammed the door in her face i was like ah and so like i, I went through this journey around uh right before school like, you know, I would, I would basically need alcohol and stuff to kind of get out of my shell. Like most people, I think it's like, you know, so I started drinking a lot from like 16 until 34 really, but especially in my early twenties. And so like, um, eventually I started getting into self-development. I read, uh, I think the first self-development book I read was unleash the giant within by Tony Robbins was still on my shelf. And I was like, wow, this is like really cool. And I, I, I just kind of started going further and further down the rabbit hole, reading books and applying it. And eventually I got to the point where I was not happy with engineering. 
was like, I'm too dumb for this. <laughs> it's like doing calculus all day is like, no, screw this. Um, my dad was a salesperson and he was always like super, super charismatic, like funny, like people that talk to everyone. And I was like, not that way. I was like, uh, like I, I thought like you, he's just born that way. You know, he never told me that, Hey, like you can just become this way. It's like a choice and it's like repetition and you know what I mean? And so eventually I, I realized that I want to get into business and I kept reading these books and it's like, every book's like, learn sales, learn sales, learn sales. So it's like, no. And I just use my engineering mind to be like, well, um, it must be like learning any other skill. It was just about putting in the reps, right? Like I used to play guitar a lot. So I was like, well, I got pretty good at guitar. I'll just apply the same logic to sales. I'll just go out and I'll, I'll do cold calling or, door, or knocking on doors. And I ended up doing door-to-door sales with solar after engineering. I, um, so I graduated and then I got a job selling solar panels. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was absolutely terrified at first. Even then I was like 26. Was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I was like super scared to just talk to people. And it's just been, I would say like a gradual progression like before I keep blabbering on any (laughs) questions about that. Well, I mean, first of all, door to door is probably the most grueling way to start. Um, Yeah, it is. Yeah, it totally is. Awesome. I, I really think like, I never really did door to door. I did a little bit. Um, actually, yeah, I did. It just wasn't physical. It was to businesses. So, business doors instead okay. of home doors. But um, yeah, it's. I think everyone should do it. I think everyone should do that for a season of their life at least once. Just like I think everyone should be a, you know in the service industry for at least once because you get this, you just you just knock down this this um, this barrier that that I think a lot of people uh, grow up with. I was like an only child for most of my childhood brutally 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 shy as well like couldn't freaking talk to anyone and everything was just happening in my head you know and so right and i too i relate with you like the alcohol thing once i kind of started drinking was when i finally opened up which is like a sad reality but that was the whatever that was the catalyst yeah, and then yeah. yeah and then you eventually grow up and kind of realize like oh wait i could yeah i can reverse engineer how to get from this shy shell introverted person to not so much so it's cool it's cool journey. yeah I, I i to be honest I, I discovered pickup so i started following like rsd guys like tyler or owen or whatever his name is i'm not sure if you know those guys not He's really no but like approaching girls and because I, I broke up with my girlfriend right before engineering and i was like kind of devastated because i was like how am I going to find a new girlfriend? And, and I was like, I think I must have been Googling. I don't know. No, I was in a bodybuilding forum and someone posted, uh, cause I was really into, I just started getting into bodybuilding heavily and bought this program. And, uh, <laughs> it's probably one of those things where you're like, girls like guys with muscles and you get really like, big and you're like, no, they don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm missing something here. And this is funny. Like in my life, one thing always led to the next. So like I was in this bodybuilding forum cause one day I decided, around 24 that I had never really gone to the gym. I was like, I need to get disciplined because my life is just spiraling out of control. And then I was like, I need to make more money. So I got into engineering. But anyway, I, uh, I was reading, it was like, here's how to get confident. Or is this it's like a video someone posted in there. It was like, watch this video to get confident. 
I watched it and it was all about talking to girls. And it's like, well, it's like girls don't care. It like blew my mind. I was like, what, this is a thing. And so I would start going out and I, I stopped drinking then for a little while because it was like, the guy was like, there's two ways that people get out of their head. So it's like, usually you can go below your consciousness by drinking and you kind of numb yourself down. You're like, duh, until you get like too far and you just like black out or you get sick or something, or you can go like above consciousness and kind of get into like a flow state where if you just start talking to people, you get into like a, a social momentum. And before long, it's just like, Hey, what's up? You're just talking to everybody. And before you'd be like, Oh, should I talk to her? But you're just like, Hey, you like spin her around and throw her over your shoulder. And you're like, what's up? I'm Ben. And she's like, what the fuck? Who are you? You know? And, um, there's the same thing in sales too. It's like, at first it's so much, like I found that there's so much fear when you're just constantly thinking about it. Like, should I send a DM to this person? Or like, like if you're going to do cold DMs or whatever, right? If you think about it too long, the longer you think about it, the more fear you get. So it's like, you got to like take the one, the one thing I learned from like pickup is one of the, one of the main things is if you see a girl, let's say you see a really cute girl. It's like you minimize the time between the time of making the decision to take an action to like zero. If you can do that, like this, it's like, just go up and say, Hey, uh, I've been like, what's up? It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's better than just like staring at her and be like, ah, oh. it's just like being a weirdo. It's the same in sales. Yeah. It's the same in, I guess, building a brand or at least similar. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely someone who is working still working on and recovering from like overthinking and being in my head. Um, and I've come a long, long way. So, it seems like you've been able to kind of uh, figure that out, like getting out of your head. So reducing the thought, reducing the time between, you know, the, de- the decision making process. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Where else does that? Hundred um, I'm curious, like, how are how have you gotten out of your head? How do you get out of your head now? Like, where does that play a role in in like sales and the way that you like operate business and and life and everything else? Hmm. If you think back to like tribal humans, you know, like living in little villages, hunting and gathering and stuff like that, there is typically two ways that they would get out of their head. It's like, they'd be out hunting something and be doing something physical, you know, uh, or they probably be back around the campfire, like sharing stories and talking to each other and something like that. And so <clears throat> that's what I do for me because I, I, I I'm not hunting, but like I, I do like intense physical exercise right so i work out twice a day and part of the you know whenever i'm starting to feel like a lull like i think tej and i probably talked about this like different like high vibration or being in like flow state versus like low and you're feeling self-doubt or any negative feeling is like an indication that you're in a low state so like you can uh, you can google like the levels of energy or the the consciousness scale or something like that um but I just simplify it to either high or low. And when you're high, it's like, you only see like possibilities. You, you take action right away. You're not, you're not like self guessing yourself. You're in like a flow state when you're low. It's, it's everything negative that you could think of. And so like one of the surest fire ways, surest, surest fire ways to get into like that high state is by just like, really it's, I've noticed it's like getting your, your blood flowing, you know? So for me, I do burpees. Like you, like if you, like, it's like a runner's high, like people feel so good. It's because they're like, their blood's flowing. That's why like when you wake up in the morning, you almost never feel good. You're like, uh, you know, it's because you, your blood's just not flowing. And so 
um, one of the very first, like within 15 minutes of waking up, I usually like drink a thing of water, um, read like a tiny bit of like a positive book and then like right into doing burpees. Um, so that really helps gets me like out of my head into like that flow state or just something like this, just talking to people, having a good, good conversation. Like after I talked to Tej, like I was like almost high. I was like, wow. It's like when you don't do drugs and alcohol, it's like your conversations are like your drug. It's weird. No, I get that. You just really validated something for me. Cause uh, I'm getting back into, uh, we, we had this whole conversation about, you know, I have a, I have a, a, a kid that's in sixth grade. And so summertime, we all fall out of our routines, like really hard. And by the time summer's over, like I'm ready for him to go back to school because that gets me back in my sort of morning routine, right? And uh, last year, I had added uh, just doing like, uh, you know, if you've ever done yoga, there's like this one series, it's like, you know, they call them different things like sun salutations, right? Really simple. It's not a big deal. I just start, I get up, I meditate, I do a bunch of those, and then I go about my day. And I fell out of doing them. So I got back into my routine, but I noticed that, you know, I was still dragging. And so I said, wait a minute. Okay. Like in your mood? Yeah. So I got to move. So like I do my meditation, I do those. And it's totally different. And it's not a, like I'm I'm not doing what you're doing, right? Uh, well, I'm a lot older than you, so I'd probably hurt myself. But just just moving, getting the blood flowing, getting things going, it makes a huge difference. I'm so glad you said it because now it 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 makes me want to go, okay, I'm going to make sure I keep doing that because it, it definitely works. It totally works, yeah. That, that's one thing people um, – a lot of people – they only see the physical stuff. It's like, well, it's like, oh, you just go to the gym every day for like, because you're like a, a meathead or like you're trying to be a meathead. Or you're just trying to get like super jacked or something. I mean, what they don't understand is, you know, that one the hour, hour and a half that you spend in the gym in the morning, you're, if you really put all your effort into it, that gives you so much freedom for the next like few hours or maybe the whole day. Like you, I heard Joe Rogan, a video of his today is like, when I work out, I like it buys me a day of like feeling good, of feeling like I'm not like a, a lazy piece of shit. Like all these good feelings, it's like if you ever want to get into that high state, it's it's is you just do the positive actions. Like there's certain positive actions that you never regret, and if you just do those actions, regardless of how you feel when you before you start doing them, you always feel good after. It's like you, it's like a it's like math. You know, it's interesting too because it I noticed with consistency. You know, discipline, consistency, that's something that I resisted for a lot of my life. Me too. Yeah. I love the way you said it, the positive actions. Like when you, there's a point where you don't want to do it, right? 100%. You know, you just don't want to do it. But when you've done it enough, when you're consistent, even if it's not every day, but you're consistent over a period Mm. of time, you start to notice that it actually feels good. And that's what gets me past the, I don't want to, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I know I'm going to feel good. So that's worth me pushing through the, I don't want to, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, um, 
like with the burpees thing, it was only a few months ago that I started doing them consistently in the morning before I could do like maybe 10 at a time. And I start, slowly started working up and I started posting on my story just to show people what I'm doing. And, um, when I noticed when the camera was on, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing, do more of them. And, uh, I don't know. It was just like this weird effect. Like I would do more of them. And it's like almost when people are watching me. Sure. So I did 50 of them one day. I was like, holy crap, I did 50. And, uh, like that was crazy. Like I've never done that much. And like the next day I was like, I'm going to do a hundred. And I did a hundred and, and this was like last week. And so I've been, I've been doing a hundred every single day in one set. And then, uh, there was one day I didn't do it. I think it was, it was yesterday or the day before that. Cause I was like, it's, it's leg day. I'll just do like body weight squats and then go to the gym. And I felt it. I was like, oh, I don't feel as good today. Oh, wow. You know, that's interesting though. That you said you, you were doing more of them when the camera was on. And in a way, isn't that another way to kind of get out of your head? It's like you're doing it for other people, you know? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are like, yeah, you're like, wow, this is super inspiring. Yeah. Yep. I even have that, uh, I was, I've been a musician for a really long time and I was rehearsing with a friend of mine the other day and he's been recording a bunch in his house by himself. And that's something that I can do, but I don't really like it. And, and there's a place that I go, there's a studio I go to, there's a guy I like working with. And I noticed a few years ago that I just do better when there's somebody else there. You know, yeah. I perform better, I sing better, I play better, I come up with better ideas when there's another person there. I've always kind of envied people who uh, can seem like they can create just amazing stuff all by themselves. Right? <laughs> but I noticed that to really get out of my head it's so much better when I have another person there. Yeah. I used to play guitar for seven hours a day, like in high school for, for about three or four, uh, three or four years. And then one day I just completely quit, but I was the guy that always just played by myself. And I, I thinking back now, two things would have helped me. Like number one, if I joined a band or something, but I always felt like I wasn't that good, but I was, Cause like my, I would look up to people that were like, I really want to like shred, like just have crazy guitar solos. Like I was like, ah, I'm not as good as this guy. And then some of my friends, I was also comparing myself to them who were like started playing when they were 11. I started playing around 16, 17. So these guys are just like crazy at guitar, obviously, because they put in the time. I'm like, I started too late at 17. Like, <laughs> damn it. But uh, then the other thing was just like, what I do now, like I, I value I value, like I do things in, during the day just for the sake of doing them because it helps you build the habit of being consistent. So like Duolingo, for example, I'll go on Duolingo. It's like, like learning Spanish. I was learning Italian for a year. Um, just like, not like really learning the language, but I was like, oh, another day, like another thing to check off this big list of things I do every single day. But if I would have had that mentality back then, I would probably still be playing guitar. And just, I think even if I did, 20 minutes a day versus like seven hours a day for three years for 20 minutes a day forever. I'd be like in a different stratosphere of skill level and, and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. We really, we really kind of like um, extracted a pretty simple, you know, timeless formula here, which seems to be and and currently I'm doing fighter bodies again, Bill, you know, like I'm inside of this three month kind of fitness program with a coach and I've just noticed that like the earlier I can do something hard, 
the earlier I can like make myself suffer a little bit, the rest of the day I can just kind of like the rest of the day is easy. It's so much easier because I've already done the hard thing. I have momentum. I get the the feel good chemicals from that almost always. And then I kind of like I also kind of position my first meal, which is breakfast, which is my favorite meal, after I do something hard. So if I ever like go into the kitchen, I'm about to cook. Reward for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm about to cook and I haven't done my workout in the morning, I feel guilty. Uh, Yeah, you feel fat or something. Yeah, Yeah, and then I lose energy. Dude, I I have a whole framework around that. So it's like I like to compress. I, I think of like a spring. Like I'm like I in the mornings I compress myself. Like I work harder on myself in the mornings than I would in my than doing the business. But it's like in the spring when you let it go, it goes it flies off, right? And so it's like all that energy that you build in in the morning is just like doing the hard thing. So like for example, like I get up at two forty, and uh, the reason why I was always the guy to sleep in until like eleven, twelve, one o'clock in the afternoon. It was very hard for me. Like I could that was the hardest thing. Literally, I quit drinking before for like a month or two, you know, I've like gone on diets and shit, but like waking up the longest I could ever wake up at, I, I tried waking up at the five o'clock thing and it would last like a week. I'm like, screw this, not worth it. So now I'd like the hardest thing for me was, was just waking up early. And I like when you're making, just waking up a win, you're like, Whew. like I told myself I'm going to do it. It's it, like, you already start the day off. In momentum but it's also discomfort you're like just it's it's good to be discomfort uncomfortable you know and then compressing yourself at the gym doing these hard things and then you have all that energy to kind of release to your work throughout the day and then the third half of the day or the third i guess i don't know trimester of the day <laughs> is to uh kind of like decompress you know just kind of Chill. Yeah, that part's important too. I got to know, man, how did you come up with 240? What made you decide I'm going to wake up at 240? Yeah, there's this guy named Wes Watson that I follow, and uh, he wakes up at 245, and I just wanted to beat him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He's like, I haven't missed a day of waking up at 245 in 15 years. So I was like, "I (laughs) I got some work to do. No, but realistically, like, um, well, like he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting character. This West guy. He was in prison for like ten years and got out five years ago. And now he's like, you know, rich as hell. But um, he 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 said, I, "I this is why I stopped drinking because I was listening to his stuff and he's like, whatever you regret, it's like your conscience is like the authentic voice of God. He's like your conscience. It's the one part of you that's infallible. So if your conscience is saying." If you feel regret, that's your conscious thing. You shouldn't have done that stupid thing you did. And so for me, I would like go out drinking and, you know, hook up with some chick in like a tent or something downtown or God knows what. I'd do something stupid. And then the next day, like, uh, like I would just be like, ah, oh, I feel like such a piece of shit. And it's like, you're supposed to. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's almost like you have an internal compass. It's like, you should be going this way, but you're actually way over here. Like, and so he's like, the more stuff you eliminate that you regret. So the first thing I do in the morning is like, I have this journal that's only for regrets. I was like, well, like, what did I do yesterday that I regret? Then recently it was, it, it used to be really big things. Recently, it's just like, I said yes to too many things, right? So like, I'm going to Austin tomorrow. I'm like, ah, I told someone I would go to Austin a month and a half ago. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I, it sounds good. I'll go. 
And and then I, was, I started talking to this new girl that I've been dating, and she's like, we should go hang out this weekend. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go for a hike. And I was like, oh, this weekend is, is like the weekend I'm supposed to go to Austin, but I already agreed to it. And I was like, ah, it's caused like internal strife. But I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I got to stop saying yes to so many things so fast. <laughs> but before it was like, oh, I ate like all this food and I feel like shit. And I drank and it was like this. And then what the, the day I stopped drinking, I went out, I was driving like those electric scooters around Halifax. And I jumped off a curb and I just crashed. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, hammered. It was like last November. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. Because the next day I was at the gym trying to do like a bench press. And I was like, oh, my, both my wrists were like, like sprained. I was like, oh, damn it. That's it. I'm just, I was just done. I just didn't drink after that. Yeah. So it's like you're conscious. So that was to go back to 240. I started waking up at five last year around the same time. And eventually like I, there's like a little voice. It's like, I should get up at four 30. <laughs> Basically what happened is was at five o'clock, the sun was starting to come up. Whereas when I started, it was still dark. So I was like, ah, I want to beat the sun. So it was like four 30. I wake up, you know, I'm feeling good at waking up at four 30. I'm going to wake up at four now. And then it was like three 30. And then I was just like, fuck it. Two 40. Wow. Yeah. There's nothing like waking up before everyone else is up and it's dark out and you're getting, focused work done. That's like one of the best feelings ever. I don't wake up uh, that early, but I mean, most people probably don't. Well, what time do you go to sleep then? I mean, that's got to be... Yeah, I was just going to say, do you get enough sleep? I mean, I'm not your mom, but now I'm worried about you. <laughs> I, I go to sleep like, I go to sleep around like probably eight o'clock. Okay. It just depends. Sometimes I'll get tired at seven. So you're getting six. You're getting six plus. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a napper or no? You don't strike me as a napper. Not really. Sometimes I'll just, if I sit on my couch, uh, sometimes I'll just read a book or something like between calls and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just pass out, like, oh, crap. Those so are the I best tend not sometimes. to sit on my couch. Nice. So you wake up at 2.40, you have your routine in the morning, uh, and then you go to work. Um, I, I kind of have two questions about you and work. Like one, you started knocking on doors to learn sales, right? And what happened after that to get you where you are now? And what does work look like for you now? Yeah, yeah good question. So after, okay, so I was, I was still reading books. So I started reading books like re religiously during college. Um, I was in sales and I was like, this is really hard. Like, I don't like, that. I don't like knocking on doors and it was winter. I'm in Canada. So it's cold. I'm like minus 30. out, and I'm like knocking on doors, freezing. And like nobody wants to like talk to you. I like, it's like dark out and just like, go away. Like, <laughs> like, all right, this is horrible. And I read this book. It was called the education of millionaires, which is now, now that I've been in the marketing world for a while, it's like a super clickbait title, but it, it spoke about internet marketing and copywriting and all these different this whole world's like, oh, you can you can do copywriting and people will come buy stuff from you. You don't have to go to them. I was like, <gasps> and like these people make all this money. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. So I decided to get into that. I moved back to Halifax. I, I just moved across Canada after school. Um, I convinced this agency to, to hire me because I was like, I don't have any marketing experience. I was like super cocky. I was like, I've been like I'm like the shit. Like you got to hire me. And like, I was, I was thinking I was applying for a sales position, but they're like, 
well, that, like they made me pitch them in Starbucks and I had this like whiteboard that I brought with me. I was like, ah, it's in the middle of a st- super busy Starbucks. It's like, that, that, that. I was like selling them like a sales funnel or something. And they're like, yeah, that was horrible, but you, uh, you should be like our copywriter and like write our social medias and stuff. And I was like, okay. And so I did that for a few months long enough to realize that it was like a bullshit job. And I, I quit and I got my first freelance copywriting client who was paying me like $13 US an hour. Or fourteen dollars an hour, or something like that. And these guys are paying me like thirteen, so I was like, no, I was like broke. But one day, I um, I just quit because it was Christmas Day, and my boss was like, hey, there's deadlines. These projects are due today. Like, you finish them. I was like, I'm opening presents. Like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck this guy. I quit. I got a client. You know, I got one guy. I lived with my girlfriend, and she was like all pissed that I quit. She's like, what are we going to do to pay the bills? I was like, ah, women. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I started doing recruiting on the side. So I was like working for um, like a travel agency, recruiting people, like making like $200 commissions. And I did that for a while. I started selling my freelance copyright. I started figuring out how to get clients. That was a struggle because I didn't, I didn't even know anyone here who did freelancing. So I was just kind of figuring it out and eventually starting to sell a higher and higher and higher ticket sales. Like I remember my first like $4,000 like I got paid four thousand dollars to write a, a video sales letter. It was like, <laughs> like what? It was like the like the most amount of money that I could even think of asking for. I was like, yes, four thousand dollars. And this guy was making spending th- like three hundred thousand dollars a month on Google ads. <laughs> He's like four thousand. What? Okay. <laughs> but to me, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And eventually, I started working with uh, a friend of mine named Ryan. He uh, we, he was like doing a lot of like e-commerce stuff, running ads and selling like women's bikinis and stuff. And he had a lot of Facebook ads experience. And, um, we, we started an agency together. Um, and so I was selling for that and like we gradually kept increasing our prices, you know, like I started investing more into like sales coaching and stuff. Cause I didn't really know what I was doing. So I started getting more and more frameworks and trainings and, and it, it, as a result, I, it gave me more confidence to increase my prices. So when, one day we went from like a $5,000 for our services. Like the next call, I was like, what if we did 7,500? And like, and the guy was like, yeah, 7,500. Sure. I was like, wait, that, like, that was too easy. And then I think the next call is like, what if we just double the price? And it was like 15,000. And the guy was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Uh, and so um ryan at the time had a really big twitter following and then eventually he was like talking about what we were doing and he put out an offer like hey if we we made a little program to teach people how we're getting agency clients and all this stuff would you be interested and like 20 people just instantly paid us like i don't know well i can't remember what it was i think 1500 dollars or two grand each so i was like next thing i was like boom there's all, all this money in, in my, my account and i was like oh that was like what just happened he's like yeah i just sold this coaching i was like what um <laughs> so yeah I, I, like i did that coaching for like three years and eventually we split ways and i went to go work um for this guy named cole gordon he's a massive company right now it's closers and deleters or closers.io basically they train people to get on sales teams so it's like they, they train like tony robbins team they train like any like grant cardone's team like basically all the big names, like he does sales training, helps them build their sales team. So I worked for him for like 11 months 
um, which was crazy. I, I thought I was really good at sales. And then I joined the team. I was like, I don't know anything. So this is one of those kind of experiences. Um, after that, I went to work for Alex Becker for like a month and a half for maybe a month. Wow. How was that? It was weird. <laughs> He's a cool guy. I like Alex. He's like, talk about discipline. Like that guy's super disciplined. Yeah. He's like worth nine figures, ripped, you know, Yeah. all the, all of it. But um, at the time I was like, not like I am now. So I was just like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Like he, he won't jump on a call. He's, he's, he's basically what he portrays himself as. You know, it's not like he's like this character that he just puts on. Like that's him. Like you can't even call him if you work for him. So I was like, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a different culture from like Cole Gordon's team, which is very like super structured. It's like every day we have sales meetings at this time and we talk with this and we have projections and there's all this stuff. And on his team, it was just like they have no sales meetings. They all just like DM each other sometimes on Slack. And I just, it was just like, I, I was like, I'm bored. So I kind of left. Um, I worked for this guy named Eli Wild for a couple months. He sold like a hundred million dollars for Tony Robbins. Um, yeah. Killer sales guy. We still talk. He's, he's a cool dude. Um, eventually I just, uh, I, my old business partner, Ryan started working with this dude named JK Molina on Twitter. And, um, Ryan hit me up and was like, Hey, do you like, do you want to help JK build a setter team? like appointment setters. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, Hey, our closer left or like, Hey, yeah. Like our closer left. Do you want to close some sales for us? I was like, okay. And he's like, Hey, like our sales coach left too. Do you want to coach your clients? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so like, I've been working with JK, um, basically ever since. So that was like last November. So now, so I was like closing for a while, then went into managing the team, still training the clients. And then, basically coaching people on the side, just on stuff that I do. If that makes right. sense. Wow. Damn. That's pretty cool. How things kind of, at least from the way you describe it, like it kind of just fell into place, so to speak. Like you were there, you were showing up, you were doing your thing and a door opened and you took yeah. it and then another door and then that's really cool and so basically the whole reason i got on cole's team i forgot that part I, I like ryan and i joined this mastermind in like 2018 and um the one guy that was in there like cole used to work for traffic funnels and that was their mastermind and he left to go do his own thing but one guy this brian dude uh we were like facebook friends but it was interesting like after we broke up our company for like it was like beginning of 2021 until August, like I didn't make any money. I was just like not. I was just living off savings and kind of starting to panic. I was like, oh, I, I need to make money. Like I don't want to go get a normal job, but I was kind of burnt out on the coaching thing. And so, um, like one day, I was like praying. I was like, oh, I need like I need something. Like I need a job that I can do from home. I'm good at it. I like it. I don't have a shitty boss. I don't have to commute. And then like two days later, Brian hits me up. And he goes, Hey Ben, what's up? I was he's like I was meditating and I. You, you popped up into my mind. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm working with Cole and here's what we're doing. And like, we're looking for salespeople. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds pretty badass. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, I'm pretty busy with these days. I guess I could, you know, I guess I could come work for you guys. And it was, it was awesome. But it was because I, I it was like the door that opened from joining that mastermind. So yeah, one thing always leads to another. 
cool, man. That that's it's really cool to see um, your journey. And and so right now, just to clarify, so right now you're working. What are you doing right now? Um, yeah, so I'm like a sales manager, basically, and the the coach. I coach sales and like lead generation stuff like that for um, JK Molina. Got it. Got it. Okay. And and then you also kind of have. Do you still have your own? business and brand on the side like where does that fit in okay cool yeah i've just been like consistent like i've really just been consistently um putting out content and building up that brand so on mostly on instagram for the past year also on i kind of like come and go on twitter yeah so um so a quick thing that i noticed that i really love that i've never seen before is i was just kind of like you know trying to download your your life before this call and kind of like see what I could learn, gather some context. And I went to your Instagram and I was like, I'm going to go check out his website. And I clicked on the link in your Instagram bio or whatever. And it sent me to your DM message. And I was like, wait, what? I went back and I was like, holy shit. His link is to have a fucking conversation with him. How awesome is that? Nobody buys from a goddamn website. Yeah, they buy from conversations. It kind of like broke my brain for a second because everyone has their website. Like that's what you do, you know? I mean, that's what I have, but like, you're right. I mean, especially being a sales guy, that's what you preach, what you practice, what you do. That's That was just like such a cool little uh, aha moment for me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I wonder, I actually wonder right now, Ben, if if Miles and I and half our listeners are about to change the links in our Instagrams. <laughs> it depends on how you sell. Like people hit me up. You you probably get the messages. It's like, hey, do you want, do you want like a hundred appointments a month? Yeah. I right. Know. I get them all the I time. Would, yeah. I would like jump out my window and kill myself. Like I, I don't want to be taking, I don't take sales calls for my own coaching. I only sell over like DMs or over, yeah, basically over the DMs. All right, I got I got a little question we could maybe swim around in a little bit. So basically, you have hundreds of D, cold DMs coming at you all the time. You know, Bill and I talk about it a lot. Like you get on LinkedIn and mostly LinkedIn, it seems like, and also Instagram, people hitting you with these like clearly templated long messages with way too much information with a bunch of random, you know, money figures in there. And like, do you want to have 30 clients a month? And, and it just like, obviously you get numb to it. You don't even read them anymore. So how, how does one, if you're going to take the cold outreach, cold DM sales route, which is a great thing to do because it, teaches you a lot and it's the most in your control and it's kind of a volume game and you're you're creating leads you're creating conversations like there's a lot of um benefit to that especially when you're starting you don't have an audience already or a list so how do you like differentiate yourself from the noise out there yeah it's interesting because i was just having this conversation today but about sales and like talking to uh, one of my friends who's also he's like a really good sales trainer sells like hundred thousand dollar packages and stuff. And um, like, he's like, he's like the way I begin my calls is like w- way different than anyone else. He's like, I, I, I like most people it's like, they've been on sales calls before. It's like, well, like what, what motivated you to take the time to talk to me today? Or like, what's the biggest challenge or they're asking all these questions, which you, you know, one, the person that they're talking to is probably 
has the same script if they're in this industry or it's like they just heard it before so he's like so he so he's a sales trainer so he's like well t- like hey before we dive in like he'll just start asking random questions like well like finish the following sentence for me sales is blank and they're like what he's like just finish it like and, and so like he takes like a different angle but he's like the whole thing is is like difference better than better sometimes and so the first principle i i, I always I always try to remember is that it's social media, not just media. So like one Instagram is like, if you're sending out 50 templated DMS and you're not getting any responses, Instagram's like, they're, they're monitoring it. It's like, Oh, this guy's spamming people. Like nobody's responding to him. Right. So the first, my first objective is to get a response. And um, I mean, one book that uh, like I was I was had a conversation with this guy yesterday. He was asking me the same question. So there's this book called Start with No by a guy named Jim Camp, and basically you give people an out if like the very beginning of the call. So it might sound like, "Hey, yeah, I'm not sure if this is relevant. So it's just like feel free to say no." But you know, I noticed that you're da da da, and just kind of like go into it, but. You, 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 I think it's just like approaching people how you would want to be approached, like more of a human, not like a number. I, I, if anything, I try to get them to follow me and then uh, reach out to me first. So that's kind of my strategy. So it's like, I'll go and I like, here's the other thing. You said nobody has a list starting out. And I don't think that's true because really, if you have friends, like, like I have, if I went on Instagram right now, you know, that I have, in, in theory, I, I only have 500 um, followers, 504 followers, which is true. But if I go here, like, they're like, let's say I want to work with salespeople. Like, I was like, hmm, who do I have following me that is connected with salespeople? Oh, like, let's see. Well, there's Eli Wild. He has 92,000 followers. So, if anything, I could hit his followers and just run down the list. Oh, let's see here. You know, uh, Tom, uh, like I'll just start clicking on them. Oh yeah. Like Dr. Schultz, online fitness coach. I could like a few of his posts. If he has a story, usually I watch a story, react to it, leave a comment or two. I do like the three, two, one approach. So it's like, I'll like, like three posts. And then leave two like good comments, not just like a fire emoji, and then send like a sincere opening. <laughs> you know, uh, I try to read the person, not not like a script. I love that. People are like, well, "What do you mean?" I'm sure you kind of quantify it. Like, how many of those do you do maybe per day, or how many do you aim to do? I do like a power hour. So, uh, like at four o'clock, I'll be eating. Four a.m. Usually, I uh, like I'm eating my like pre workout. And then um, <clears throat> I just sit there and I'll hit up, you know, I'll, I'll just like blast at DMs. So I'll, I'll just get, I, I get more into like action taking mode versus like, hmm, what's the, the perfect DM to send? So I'm just like, yeah, strategy. Like it's stuff. chaotic. I'm just like, I'll screen record and send it to our clients. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, what do you do? I was like, it's easy, guys. Like, they get so in their heads. They're like, what do I say? I'm like, I'm not teaching you guys how to have a conversation. You've never spoken to a person before. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And they're like, uh, like, okay, just watch what I'm doing. It's like, oh, you're being human. Like, yeah, dipshit. 
like social media. It's like, do you have social skills? Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yes, you do. You've talked to people before, right? Yeah. It's so wildly simple yet. It's so hard to do. And and I'll speak for myself. Like I've never really been, I've, I've tried that at this exact moment. I don't have a need for that. Like in my business, I don't, um, that just doesn't fit right now, but it's, it is hard to sit there and it's gotta be just like we, we earlier, we were talking about the burpees and going and doing your AM workout before breakfast. Like it is probably the exact same thing. It's just with your mind and your fingers and you just got to get the reps in and you probably feel really good afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, um, you know, if, if you go on a plane, every single pilot has a checklist. Like they don't take off without checking down all the things on a checklist. And if you just leave everything to chance, it's like, Oh, there's a really good chance you'll miss stuff. So what we do is like, we teach our clients to have a checklist. Um, I have my own checklist, one for business, I have one for habits. Like sometimes I like, I don't really need one for my, for my, my personal habits anymore. Cause it's just like, I'm like robotic about it now. But like sometimes when I work with clients, they're like, well, like trying to, I don't know, whatever their, whatever their goals are, I'll shoot it to them. It's like, it's just make sure you check this off every single day. Right. Some, some, some people are just like, well, how do I make more money? It's like wrong question. Like just like, they just get focus on like, I want to make 30k per month. I want to make 30k per month. You're not going to manifest it. Like you need, first of all, like a, a thing that you do every single day. So maybe it's sending DMs, writing content, reaching out to, uh, like I don't know, engaging with people. Like all these things you could be doing to grow your business. Most of them are pretty simple, you know, like talking to people, making offers. Um, so there's that. But then the, the the thing that most people have is like self sabotaging behavior. It's like, ah, distractions or like, oh, I'm going to go on here. And it's like, ah, I don't want to send DMs. So like, let me do this other thing, which is, it seems productive, but it's really not, you know? Yep. That you nailed it. You know, I, I got to know, Ben, um, you've given us a little bit of sort of your morning routine, you know, or, you know, for me, your middle of the night routine. Uh, <laughs> You get up at two forty, um, and I know you said you have a journal. You do some of that. W- what else? Like maybe between when you wake up and going to work out, or or whatever it is. What yeah. else do you slam in there? Yeah, two forty up at two forty. I go and drink this big thing of water. Like I brush my teeth, scrape my tongue, <laughs> go and drink. I have a, a bottle in the fridge of like ice cold water. It's specifically for this one purpose of. As soon as I wake up, if I'm still tired, I'll like, I'll just chug it. I'm like, okay, I'm up. I'll, uh, I'll I shoot a little Instagram story that I always most, I, like I live a lot of my life. Like it's weird. Once you start building your brand in my, in my mind, it's like, great. Now you, you live online. So I, I share a lot of my routine because in my mind, it's like, oh, like I want to show people what I'm doing. Cause they're like, oh, I can do that too. You know? So by, by before, like from two forty to three, uh, I sit down and I think I have a, my regret journal. So it's like, what did I do yesterday? What do I regret from yesterday? What are my problems from yesterday? Okay. Like if it's interesting, like our brains are, it's, I was reading this book. It's about evolutionary psychology and I've seen this thing. It's like input. And then there's like an, if then, and then there's an output. 
So like the way I interpret that is like before when I was trying to, let's say quit drinking, like my, if my rule, my, if then, like if someone offers me a drink, I say yes. And then, woohoo, I did. but then I was like, wait, like next time, like if someone offers, offers me a drink, I say no. And then I started creating core beliefs around to back that up. Why, like, why would I say no? Well, it's like, well, I don't want to feel like shit after. And I, I don't want, like, I want to get in better shape and I want to feel, you know, I don't, I want to like, whatever the reasons are, I, I don't want to get out of that, like conscious state. Right. Well, whatever. And so a lot of the times I'm, I'm thinking, Oh, this situation came up, you know, I keep saying yes to people. So maybe I, like I'm in the future when that situation comes up, my new rule is like, I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe I'm going to think about it for 24 hours or something like that. If it's like a big thing, Hey, do you want to come to Austin on this day? I'm like, well, let me think about it <laughs> rather than just be like, yeah, of course, because sometimes you can make decisions way too fast. Um, so there's that. And then I'll read, I usually, I like to read uh, like a classic book, like a, like a self-development book. Like I got like Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius. Um, I got some newer ones like straight line leadership, something that it's almost like you're like washing your brain out from yesterday. It's like you take a shower, but you don't like have a mental shower. Yeah. little, little internal shower. Yeah. Yeah. Just like one nugget and like one nugget and then I'll go right into burpees. Um, or air or like squats if it's leg day or whatever. Um, and then after that, I like, I do some Spanish, um, Duolingo. Um, I do breakfast, like a kind of like a pre-workout breakfast. And then for about an hour, I sit there and I'd send out DMS and, or I'll write up content after that or, um, yeah. And then right around five or six o'clock, um, Today was six, which was a bit later. I was reading this book called uh, The Courage to Be Disliked, which is a really cool book. But anyway, um, usually at five, I go to the gym, work out, do like a sauna. Um, and then I, I go and get Starbucks. Every day. I'm, like a, I'm like a creature of habit. Like if anyone wants to find me, like it would be very easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, like, I'll go and I'll, I'll shoot my videos. So I, I do two videos a day on Instagram. So I'll, I'll usually shoot them right after the gym when I'm feeling pumped. Um, sit in Starbucks, drink green tea, write out like a caption for it, and then kind of eat again. So I, I'm always just going from thing to thing to thing to thing. Right? So it's like, oh, time to eat. Oh, time to this, time to this. Like kind of like monotasking. I try to monotask. And the reason why I, I like to have consistency, it's like when you don't have to think about Oh, what should I do today? Like, what should I eat? Like I track all my food. So I'm just going to eat the same thing as I did yesterday. <laughs> like swipe it. And it's just on my fitness pal. I was like, I know the exact macros and eat the same things. When, when you don't have to think about your external, then you can focus on, on your internal. That's what I find. So it's like, you can come up with new content. I can come up with new ideas, coaching sales frames. Like, um, that's what I do. It opens up a lot of brain space, and then when you have that stuff, you don't have to think about the non-negotiables. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Do you still play the guitar? No, I I want to I want to take it back up one of these. Come days. on, man, do it, do it. Yeah, <laughs> I should. Here's what I want to. Here's 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 the best thing that could happen is that after this podcast, you you think, man, those guys told me I should play guitar. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Three thirty a.m. rolls around. Just pick up the guitar. <laughs> they just 
like my neighbors that's getting woken up by me like shredding. I got like <laughs> crazy amp going. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you might wait till after six AM. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe at night. Yeah, maybe that's the part of the wind down, you know? Yeah. Cause the night is like I used to take it a lot more serious when, when I was in a relationship because my girlfriend was like, You're gonna go crazy. And I was like, ah, fine, I'll like stop work exactly at five PM and and wind down and and now uh now that i'm single i was just like ah fuck it i'm just gonna go insanely hard <laughs> but um yeah i do need something that's more creative i got like paint some it's still like just sitting there in the box i got like a, i think i got it for christmas i'm like one day i'll paint but it's just haven't got man there's yet. nothing like just just put that thing in your hands for you know half an hour and mm-hmm. makes everything yeah. better um yeah what interesting What's next, Ben? What do you see next for you? Where are you, where are you going? What are you going to make next? Um, well, dude, I, I, this is a good question. So I, I, I made this big list of um, like a dream 100 list. Like usually people think of a dream 100 as like my 100 perfect clients. But I did it for like 100 people that I would like to have a, in my, my network or like I would like to, you know, work with in some capacity or collaborate with, or be on a podcast or something. And I just went wild with, it. I was like all the way up to like, maybe like Tony Robbins on the high end to like this is all these people. And, um, right now I was like, it would be cool to have like in the future, like some type of, um, do you guys know who soul bra is? I think I mentioned that I'm going to Costa Rica with him. You did mention it, yeah. Is it cool? Like, he's, he has like a esoteric health brand, you know? He sells all this different stuff. And I was like, it'd be cool to have a, uh, like a business like that. And so he was on my list of people like, I, like, it'd be cool to talk to him and kind of see how he did it. And maybe go on his podcast because he has a really big following of people that I think would be cool. But um the opportunity came up to like, to go to Costa Rica next week and, and hike this big mountain with him. I was like, Oh man, it's, that's cool. I was just start checking things off my list. And so I, I was like, people are like, why are you going to Costa Rica on a hike? It's stupid. I'm like, well, it's, it's not just for fun. It's like, I had this like vision, you know, it's like, it, um, it's hard to say, like once you, you cut out all the bullshit, it's like your vision starts. It's like, it's like one step at a time. It's like, it's like every step illuminates the next step. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this now. This feels like the right thing to do. Boom. And then it works. And you're like, holy shit, this is cool. And you do the next thing. You're like, oh, like, whoa. This is, it's just like kind of like consistently following your vision. So um, it's, it's interesting because I heard this guy saying most people kind of think backwards about the future. So it's like, hmm, what do I want, what, what do I want to be doing five years from now? So like, well, you know, I would like to, they, they kind of like set their goals like that. Whereas he said, like, what, like fast forward to like you at 80 years old, what do you want your life to look like then? And then at 70, what would it have to look like then to be on track for that? And then at 60 and then at 50 and then 40 and then 30. And then, uh, you like, that's like a way better way to plan your life. Cause you have a, a way better, like, Oh, okay. Like what are the decisions I'd have to make? For me to get, you know, for me at 40 or whatever, is like, if I just did these things every single day, like a, a checklist, 
it would make it unreasonable for me to not at least be close to that. You know? So like building the brand, continuing to just get in front of more people. Just Longer term thinking, which I really like zooming out so that each you're not like obsessing over each little decision. It's like, well, I'm going to be doing this for five years and that's going to turn into this opportunity because I'm going to have these skills and this network. hundred percent. So I, I made the decision when I started making Instagram content, I was like, oh, I want to do coaching again, but I just made the decision. Like, I don't care if I don't get any clients, I'm just going to put two videos out per day and I'm going to send my DMS. I'm going to try to get on podcasts and stuff like that. And just, I'm just going to do this stuff every day. And I don't, I'm not going to worry about the outcome because I'm making money from this other thing. I was, I was also going to say, I wish I had this mentality back when I was playing guitar too. Cause I was like, I want to get better. Like, now like i want to be super right. like now today you know yeah. it's just impatient yeah yeah it's like playing like i i love how you talked about when you're looking at your life you know look further out it has you play the long game you know instead of the i think so many people want the short you know the short game i i need to make money tomorrow i need to do this thing fast and i mean you know you yeah. you've been in internet marketing for Dude, a long that's time to me like i like i i was like that for a very long time and what's the biggest fallacy for most people around internet marketing oh it's easy to make money on the internet Quick and you cash. can do it fast yeah. right. right and it's yeah. it's it's complete crap you know <laughs> so everything takes time and if you're playing the long game it it all works it's all so much easier you know yeah, it's like it's our timelines that that's good. Time in general, I think, is like the creator of all limiting beliefs because it's like, well, well, I want it faster. It's like you have. It's like if you're on a path that'll get you from like, let's say, this is New York to LA. I was like, if I just keep walking here, I'm going to hit LA. But like most people, they'll walk like this, like this far, and then it's like, well maybe there's a faster way if I look for the highway over here and, or like they end up in like Miami. They never get there. And they're like, why aren't I in LA yet? And it's like, you're an idiot because you, you just stop walking the path, like the for sure road. They want the fast road. I want the for yeah. sure road. Nice. Yeah. Like oh, oh, that's awesome. The, the for sure <laughs> route versus the fast route. That's fantastic. Damn. I love that. Yeah. And like, one of the biggest things that helped me is like dieting of all things like really? tracking macros. Yeah. Funny enough. I'm like, if, if there's a reason why there's more people with million dollars net worth than six packs in America, I'd like once people <laughs> like, I've been like on a crazy cut since like January. Um, it's like, just like, we don't really realize it. If you've never really cut really hard and tracked your shit, like, like militantly it like food is a need it's not like a want you know like your body like needs food and to and like when you're a super low calories i'm at like 1500 calories a day which is like too low but not forever i'm just until i hit my goal and then i'm gonna go back up anyway like there's so many times a day that you're like oh i want to eat that pizza yesterday i was driving like oh dairy queen i want a blizzard like oh i feel i was like tracking looking at my app it's like can i eat a blizzard like, did I, like damn it i can't because like I just keep reminding myself like I have a goal I have a goal I have a goal you know and so it's this like restraint it's like I think there's a lot of power in it and it's a muscle and it's a skill it's in it in and of itself like you just if you can restrain yourself with food which is like the hardest thing it's like 
it's, I think food's like the biggest drug. If you can restrain yourself with food, then in your business and in your finances, like it's the same thing. Well, like, Oh, should I buy this? I don't know, like this stupid thing. No, I have a goal. You know, it's like, ah, it's like the same muscle, but, um, it's also mindset training. Cause you're like constantly hungry and you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just going to do it hungry. <laughs> it's like most people are, they, they have to have like, they have to have optimal conditions. Like, oh, I need my eight hours of sleep and I need to, uh, you know, like have this and this, all this like bullshit. I'm just like, I'll do it with less. Yeah. Like I, like I, I prefer it to be not optimal. I'm like, fuck it. It's like, I heard this great quote. I wish I could, I wish I could take credit for it. It's like some people want the master plan and others. It's kind of like they master the plan or it's like some people want a guaranteed. If you're like a coaching, it's like, I want it can you guarantee that this will work? It's like the real people make it work. You know, it's like, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Well, I mean, no, I, I really like that because, you know, as a coach, it's not my job to make you successful. <laughs> you know, it's my job to point you in the right direction, you know, and, and illuminate things you couldn't see, but you have to do the work. I'm, it's not, that's not my gig. I don't, I'm not going to do the work for you, you know? Yeah, too many people just coddle their clients and stuff. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think you nailed it. I think that that really resonates with me. The um, I want to be a master of the plan. I don't need the master plan. Like that's basically putting you in the driver's seat versus you just wandering around some master plan that's supposed to solve all your problems. And you know, it's like yeah, it's kind of the people same. People always the, are looking for a quest, the faster way. Like yeah. We have all these, all these case studies. They're like, well, what, what did you do? Like what worked? And they're like, oh, I just followed the checklist. I just followed the check. It's like every time it's like, <laughs> what, what got you to 30 K? They're like, I just followed the check. It's so boring. And yeah. so our clients join and they're like, this is it. Like there must be something else. So they're like, they're always like, we got to like, no, like just keep doing these things. Like, and then if they're like, it's not working, we're like, what didn't you do on this list? Like, wow. Well, right. I didn't do the something. DMs. I, idiot. Like you pay for a coach. <laughs> And you're not listening to them and you're not getting the results. Yeah. Like, ah, what's wrong? With yeah. You? I mean, what's wrong with I'll you? make you bet. Yeah, I'll make you yeah. bet. If you look that anybody who didn't succeed in that program, they just didn't do all the yeah. things on the list. They just didn't do it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Every time. And I've been that person. So I totally know. Yeah. <laughs> like I've done yeah. that. They're like uh, I did 90% of it. You know, yeah, it's like well. trying to lose weight. Oh, how come you didn't? It's like, well, it's like I did the workouts. Like, yeah. where's your macros? Oh, well, I kind of eyeballed them. You fucking idiot. It's the thing people <laughs> lie to themselves. Like, this is the worst thing that people do to themselves. It's like, let's say you hire a fitness coach and like, okay, you have to eat these macros specifically. And then they don't track or they, they do it for one day and then they just don't do it. And they're like, I, I, I followed his advice and I didn't lose the weight. So that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, right. the, the thing that works doesn't work. So now they're looking for something like a shortcut something or something when they just right. didn't do it the first time. Master like if you plan. just would have actually done it. So it's like, there's two skills that people have and discipline helps you with the most important one, which is like mastering yourself. You know, it's yeah. like, it's great to have the perfect plan, but a, a good coach, make sure that you're actually doing it. You're doing it correctly and you're not doing something else. that doesn't work because there's a million ways to screw up, but usually with growing a business, growing a brand, 
get in shape. There's only like a few right things that you have to do every day. Love it. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go on a run. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Ben, man, it's such a pleasure to to like meet you and have this conversation. And uh, I hope that maybe we can uh, catch up again and see where you're at. Yeah, absolutely, man. The world is overwhelming. We're constantly being pulled in a million directions, and it's only going to get worse. So much of what we're sold online is about planning, strategizing, and thinking. But doing is the hardest and most important part. The box is where projects get finished. In the box, you'll organize, prioritize your projects, and finish what you start. You won't learn anything new. You'll simply get a lot done and be a part of a small community of doers. Go to theboxworkshop.com. Hey, thanks for listening today. We can't do this without the support of our listeners. So please leave us a review or sign up for our newsletter at subtleartofnotyelling.com.